Give me head, give me head, give me headlines, and give me head. Oh, that jingle could only mean one thing, kids. It's time to give you the headlines. Yeah. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Uh, this is uh, for you Babylon folks who are like, you know, Batman's nice, but what the fuck's going on in entertainment? I legit count as you guys as a news source. Gimme, gimme, gimme. You're the Cronkite and fucking Dan Rather of the news, entertainment news. So here we gather to do a little bit of news for you, man, just to cast a glance at the entertainment news, mm. the headlines. Um, Ralph. Yes, Kevin. Hollywood Reporter uh, says that the movie going... Movie going teeters after 700 theaters reclose overnight in North America. Amid an alarming surge in COVID-19 cases, 646 theaters closed last week in the U.S., along with 60 locations in Canada, man. Yes. This uh, does not bode well. Not at all. Over the November 20th, 22nd weekend, Blumhouse and Universal's campy body swap uh, reboot, Freaky, came in at number one with... Was it two million? Maybe one point two. One point two million. Tusk is a huge hit now. It was uh, number one, I think, last week at three and change or something. So. Uh, that had a steep sixty-six percent drop. Yeah, that's by far one of the lowest chart-topping grosses of all time, Ralph. Easily, to reporter. Much less for the weekend before Thanksgiving, which is always very lucrative. So it's silly though to even compare. And contrast. Yeah, we're in a different this isn't like usual for Thanksgiving, really. Thank you, Hollywood Reporter, for your really intuitive, insightful reporting. Some of, hold on, let me just find out who did that reporting. <laughs> that would be Pamela McClintock. Well, Pamela, just had her. You've got your finger to her. <laughs> you've got your finger on the pulse of the entertainment world, Pamela, with your insights. It's a lot less than Thanksgiving usually is. She's Good like, work, Pammy. Just trying to do my job. Yeah. Well, don't be an idiot. <laughs> um, speaking of idiots, um, I was as happy as an idiot, Ralph, when I learned the big news this week that I'm sure you spoke about. On the Ralph Report, and kids, you can get daily Ralph over at the Ralph Report. Mm -hmm. um, Wonder Woman. Doom, 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 doom. Not that one. Oh. Uh, Wonder Woman 84, or WW84 as they call it. Day and date. With HBO Max. Yep. Uh, Christmas Day. that people have been whispering about for quite some time. Yeah. I think Warner Brothers fast. saw the writing on the wall and said, theaters aren't going to be fucking open for a while. Let's just pull the trigger on this. Everyone wants it. Let's make some money. Aries can't defeat Wonder Woman. Cheetah can't defeat Wonder Woman. COVID took her down. Yeah. Took her right to your house. Um, I tweeted that like, yay, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to stay up on Christmas Eve and watch this. And then a bunch of people were like, no, man, this is the death of fucking theaters. You got to go see it in the theater. Yeah, for fuck's sake. Um, as somebody who makes work that ostensibly gets seen in a theater, perhaps now is not the right time to be in a tight room strangers that would be common sense regardless of your passion for the medium of cinema you know what else is common sense motherfucker says hey do you want to watch this in the comfort of your own home you say yes yes you say why aren't i doing that all the time thank you please may i have another and i'm a little spoiled because uh, admittedly i mean this is gonna separate me from the audience you're gonna be like you fucking west coast elite. elitist elite, elite, elite coastal elite 
Um, my TV is 103 inches. So yeah, it's like having your own little movie theater anyway. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, but you can't, they don't have 4K on HBO Max. I'm like, but they got Wonder Woman 84. That's all. Yeah. I don't need 4K. I just want to watch the movie. I just want to see Cheetah. I want to see her fight Cheetah. I would watch it on an RCA with rabbit ears. I'd watch it on my fucking iPhone. Yeah. I'd it's... watch it on, I'd watch it projected on your fucking nuts. Well, then you would get a, the big screen experience. Look, it's ridiculous for the people who are clamoring for. How upset you are. Look, because <laughs> it's just the insane. Me. It is. You know, someone tweeted the other day. It was very funny. They said, uh, we're no longer allowed to use the phrase. I'm going to avoid that like the play because apparently no one does that. Yeah, really? It. I understand people's disappointment and unhappiness with losing the the experience of going to the cinema i truly do but there are other things sometimes that trump that no pun intended that desire and you need to recognize stop it mm. um, be a grown-up the uh the uh good folks at the mandalorian are you caught up i'm finally caught up yes so you saw the most recent episode i did yes there my boy titus welliver yo where he was the major of the big imperial star cruiser oh, deal last yeah. episode oh there's oh that's right i didn't see the most recent one Drag your old man ass out of the past sorry Fuck. i'm a week behind he was great in that he was great um this week's episode directed by the great carl weathers oh maybe i did see it then which one was that that was where he goes back well carl weathers oh he it. goes back to the town with gina carano and uh they killed the, the no not the dragon uh what are they doing this one they um, um, blow up an imperial base, which has that's right. Yeah, right. It was supposed to be a base, but turned out to be a lab. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and the, the blue guy was driving his land speeder. Yeah, I did see that. Blue one. guy was uh, so suck it, Horatio. Sanchez. I'm not yeah, as behind bro. as you think I am. Way to be up to date, bro. Thank you, bro. Way to. I mean, you know, we do trade in pop culture. Way to be current. Oh my god. Um. Yes. It, it that episode. Um. This is the episode right before. Um, the um, Ahsoka Tano episode. Oh, that's right. Because 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 uh, uh, Boca Raton tells him uh, Raton. get get there, get your ass to to Mars if you want to live, and Bo Katan go go gives him a total recall. Go go find the Jedi. Um, it's directed by Dave Filoni, who created the character. Yeah, Ahsoka Tano. How special is that that he gets to take? And that will be played life. by nobody's sure. No, it looks like it's Rosario Dawson. Yeah, I was going to say, your All girl. Reports, but they haven't officially said that yet. Oh, stop, officially. They won't cop to it yet. But yeah. Uh, meantime, uh, the aforementioned Gina Carano keeps getting into hot water, Ralph. Well, Twitter. she's got opposing viewpoints from some people. Is that what it is? Yes. Is she a, uh, as the kids call them, a trumper? Mm-hmm. Really? By all accounts, says uh, over here. She's got a tweet up. Says you can join me over at par parlay. Yeah. She's over at parlay. Parlor. Yes. Parlay. I thought. No parlor. I thought it was meant to be parlay. Like we parlay, we talk. No. <laughs> it's flat out parlor. It's parlor, but it's spelled wrong. Well, I can't help you there. It's P A R L E R. Yes, parlor. Like parlor is like the, the but not parlor with an O as if you're sitting in a sitting room. That's a parlor. Yeah, or like a this is like a play a on that. Parlor. They just spelled it their own way. Like it's kind of the grinder. Thing. It's the thing with yeah. Well, grinder is spelled correctly. No, it's got a uh, e. dr at the end. Grinder, dr. I think they left the e out. 
Oh, it's just, oh, it goes D-R on the E's off. G-R-I-N-D-R. I wouldn't know, Ralph, I don't hang out on Grindr. Well, but... get up to date, old man. We deal in pop culture. You should know what's on the interwebs. This whole thing was a sting about Grindr, yeah, and we man. just fucking caught you, man. You know exactly how it's spelled. Hey, it's shit. a guy from uh, NBC News. Can I talk to you for a second? Have a seat. <laughs> If you see would someone, you like one of those cookies and some lemonade that you brought? You see someone on Grinder with giant balls? Guess who it is? You don't need the upper half picture. Yeah. Mm. I like mine better, Parlay. But all right, if they're going to call it Parlor, so be it. She joined that, so I guess that means that she's conservative. Or Yes, the people who cry that liberals need a safe space created their own safe space so they can go over there and be conservative. Irony. Uh, apparently, it wasn't lost in 2020. <laughs> uh, you familiar with this Charlie D'Amelio? Charlie D'Amelio does not ring a bell. Okay, we're moving on. Me neither. <laughs> she just hit 100 million followers on TikTok. Oh. Which proves that we are fucking way. Our now now I know because she got into hot water because she barked at her private chef yeah. and made him feel small during a very special edition of the video where she has other YouTube and TikTok stars over for scintillating dinner conversation. So there was, she was in tears because some people said that she was acting like a spoiled brat and dumping her uh, viewership from TikTok. And, and she, they rewarded her by her hitting 100 million yes, followers. Yes, she bounced way back and she's back in the good graces with the TikTok crowd. What did she do, dancer? Uh, no, she just, uh, she's an influencer, Kevin. No, 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 I believe she dances. I don't believe she does. I think she just does she just appearances, yeah. No. I believe so. I think it all started with dancing. It did. And there's another girl who's her like biggest competitor. I forget her name. So she was me. a dancer, but now she's so big she don't have to dance. I I, I don't know what her Is skill set was. Is this what they was. talked about in uh, Maniac? The moment when the dancer becomes the dance, Ralph? Mm. It can cut you like a knife? It can. She's a maniac. Yeah. Maniac. I balk. I balk. At the phrase TikTok star. I mean, I know they got enormous audiences, but he used to be a star. You had to do something in order to earn that title. I know. I love you like a brother, but I'd step on your neck to be a TikTok star. Yeah. Well, you could get on there. Media star. Jason loves it. Jason's been really fucking getting into it. Happy for him. He's growing creatively. After like 25, 26 years, he's like, oh, I can do things too. Good for him. I I, I wish him all all the best over there. I uh, I feel like um, I, I I put up occasional TikToks, but generally speaking, I feel like like a dad on TikTok, and I not like like Charlie D'Amelio's dad, who apparently has eight million fucking followers on TikTok. Well, that's the thing; the whole family gets together and they do stuff. They're they're more much like a YouTube family I want to be a part on of that TikTok. Family. I don't want to get that many because these followers. YouTube families they uh, have equally strong numbers. It's kind of insane. Uh you watched the Fresh Prince reunion like I did? I did not. Yeah, me neither. Um, you know, Aunt Viv came back. Yeah, I heard they buried the hatch, yeah. hatchet after he uh, axed her and ruined her life. Now they've hugged. Proving that. So I'm sure it's all it's all good now. All peace is possible in 2021, man. Yeah. He said he didn't realize what she was going through, and he didn't realize what she was going through. And Is there going to be a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year? Boy, I sure don't care. <laughs> I didn't care when they were having it. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I tried to get my kid years. to watch it, and she looked at me like, I, "You're gonna, you want me just to sit here for an hour and watch people pull balloons down the street in New York?" They're walking, Dad. 
Like, yeah, but that's completely when lost. When we on were her. children, that <laughs> was entertainment. Look, it's underdog. <laughs> Who the fuck is underdog? <laughs> There's Snoopy. Oh my god. Yeah, it was. It's it's something that has outlived its usefulness on almost every level. Um, you know the that kid Kyle Rittenhouse, the accused Kenosha gunman. Oh yeah. Um, he was sprung from uh, jail, two million dollar bail. I was heartbroken to learn. Ralph, that he uh, part of his bail was paid for by somebody I spent a long time with as a kid. Chuck Woolery? No, man. Rick, Rick the Ricker Schroeder. Oh, of course. Yeah. I watched Silver Spoons like you fucking read about. I watched The Champ like you read about, man. I was yeah. a big believer in Ricky Schroeder. You know, I uh, did some time on a program called NYPD Blue. He was on that show. Yes, he had no fans over there amongst that crowd. Explain. Well, he was on that show for a minute, and they had to fucking cut him loose because he was just an insufferable cock. Was he? Oh yeah, the Ricker. The Ricker. Yeah. Oh my god. He has a silver Rick, spoon. Rick, don't apparently. call me Ricky Schroeder. After all these years, he has a silver spoon in his mouth. He does. And apparently, he had the cash to uh, bail out. To... Yeah, where is he getting that fucking kind of money from? I don't know. I mean, was that show more real than we knew? <laughs> was his dad a multi-millionaire? A train in his house? Did he inherit a bunch of money from that dude? Why do like all the people I used to like have to fucking crap out, man? Not all of them, but no, why most of them guy, don't. Come on, now. Why is this one guy that I liked on a TV show that I haven't seen in about twenty-five years? Why did he turn out to be not the character he played in the show, Ralph? Um. Most people are better than that, damn it. In my opinion, I mean, yeah, we've got the, you know, you got the occasional Superman goes bad, and sometimes Hercules isn't on your side. But for the most part, we got we got all the we got all the Avengers. That's true. Good point. I'll take them. That's all you need, man. Uh, Animaniacs is back. Yes, it is, and I'm in it. What? So the take fuck? a take a watch, kids. What the? What? Because that means more residuals for Daddy. What the? What? First off, that's not true. They can watch it ten thousand times. It's not going to make you a dime more. No, I've already got my residual check. Um, wait a second. Why? You fucking? Why? You okay? This is the first time I'm learning about this. Out? How'd you get on Animaniacs? Well, I. Uh, you don't know this about me, Kevin, but I do voice acting from time to time. I do. Uh, I didn't see that going on in Red State. No for, voice acting whatsoever. For animation, sometimes I will lend my pipes to characters. You've done such uh, animated programs as Family Guy. Yes, American as most Dad. Recently, the Shazam. The Lego, Lego Shazam, Shazam movie, Family Matters, yeah. Um, but now this. But I'm in uh, Animaniacs as well. Do yes. you, are you at liberty to say who? Um, I know I play a uh, a wacky conductor in one um, episode where the uh, Warner Brothers and their sister Dot wreak havoc amongst uh, a, a Philharmonic Orchestra. I play the conductor of that. Did you use a kooky voice? Um, to the best of my recollection, I did. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you under NDA to not share it? No, I'm under the um, alcohol-soaked brain. That I own where I don't really remember what I did. It was so long ago. Get out of here, really? Yeah. So wait, you were drunk then or now? I'm uh, neither, but in between, I got plenty drunk and it has eaten away at whatever part of my brain held that information. <laughs> that fucking rocks. You're going to be an animaniac. The rain in Spainy. Um, there, where is it, Aaron? Uh, Hulu. HBO Max. 
What? Maybe. Well, wasn't aren't they set at Warner Brothers? It's got to be an HBO Max thing, right? Perhaps it is. Let me click. Yeah, no. I thought it was Hulu, but I could be wrong. You could be right. You may be right. Dinga, 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 dinga. I'm, you were fucking right. The first episode of the Animaniacs revival on Hulu. Now, Hulu. any Animaniacs, Warner Brothers, don't they live in the fucking water tower? They do indeed, Kevin Smith. So they're not on HBO Max. They're on Disney-owned Hulu? Uh, is this a trick question? I thought we answered it. 2020. It's not Hulu? No, it is Hulu. It's well, baffling. Then, but why Hulu, are you pressuring me? Hulu, Disney owns Hulu. Why would this Warner Brothers show be on there? I can't possibly begin to answer that question for you. Maybe you can answer this next it's question. It's above my pay grade. Uh, Michael J. Fox is, yeah. getting, is leaving the biz. He's, re, he's retiring again. Um, yeah, man. Like, Godspeed, little shaver. Amazing that he came back and did the good work that he did, given his battle with his illness. May he I... was amazing on Good Wife. Mm. A bunch of great arcs on that series. Um, That's Canadian. That's the Canadian can-do spirit. Yeah, he ain't can-a-don't. He's can-a-do. It's the, uh, the work ethic of, uh, of that man. But apparently now the disease has progressed to a point where it's just really not feasible anymore for him. And See, it's just fucked up. Just people like him shouldn't have to deal with illnesses like that. Like, no, he should have the Tom Hanks run. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He Beloved. should he should have been left alone and and had a healthy, happy life. By all accounts, one of the nicest men on the planet. Canadian, bro. Yeah, I guess they do have a monopoly on that, don't they? Uh, the speaking of thing. people from other country who fucking rock, uh, the Alan Rickman's diaries spanning 25 years of his life are going to be released as a book. Oh. Shit, mm-hmm. that's going to be a fascinating read. Got to be right, depending on especially like what years are they? Um, let's see what they're saying, man. The diaries of Alan. I'm stuck Rickman. in this awful film called Dogma. Oh, that would suck so bad. <laughs> oh my god, that would suck so bad. <laughs> he just trashes you in his diary. Where I'm like, we were friends. <laughs> uh, fans, fans will be given a rare glimpse into the life of Alan Rickman when his diaries are released as a book next year. Uh, wow, span, that's uh, gonna be great. Uh, shine a light on his life and career spanning 25 years, and feature stories from the sets of some of the biggest stage productions in the films, including the decade he spent making magic as part of the Harry Potter franchise. Well, hey, there you could dogma could be in there. Sure, 25 years. I'm delighted that Canon Gate will be publishing Alan's diaries, and couldn't have wished for a finer appointment of editor than Alan Taylor. Rickman's widow, Rima Horton, told the Guardian in a statement. The diaries reveal not just Alan Rickman, the actor, but the real Alan, his sense of humor, his sharp observation, his craftsmanship, and his devotion to the arts. That it will be a read and a half. Taylor. Rima has been with, had been with uh, Alan Rickman since 1965. Wow. Told the outlet his diaries are anecdotal and discreet, witty, gossipy, and utterly candid. Of course. They make compulsive reading and offer a peerless insight into the daily life of a remarkable actor, who is as beloved in the U.S. as he surely was in the U.K. She ain't kidding. Mm-hmm. I know Rima. Um, look at that. Throughout Rickman's lengthy career, he appeared in Holiday Favorite, Die Hard, and Love Actually, Sense and Sensibility, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Bottle Shock, Galaxy Quest, among others. And? And? Bottle Shock before Dogma? Wow. I mean. Who wrote that article? Yeah. That's the name you should be calling out. Interesting. Probably somebody. that Pamela McClintock. He literally played the- 
Let me see. This came from Entertainment Weekly. Oh, okay. you're right. That's got to be an intentional slang. Rosie Cordero. Oh, Rosie. Nothing Rosie about that. How do you fucking? He played the voice of God. Bottle Shock. <laughs> he made wine in that. Doesn't I think the director of Bottle Shock went to jail for the Greg Allman movie, didn't he? Oh, really? And that gets a shout out. <laughs> the Dogma director not in jail. <laughs> no crimes. Anyway, we're gonna get to read. Alan's diaries. That'll be awesome. such a beautiful man. What a nice way to be able to reach back and revisit with someone we lost way too soon. It'd be that's great. Do you do you journal? Do you still keep not diaries? Anymore. No, not anymore. Now no. I pretty much use social media. Yeah, to take you, care you, of that. Just bleh, you just vomit your life out on a daily basis. I did for a long, long time. I know you yeah. did. That's why I was asking. Um, do you are you familiar with an actor by the name of Lucas Gage? Uh, Hero for Hire. What do you mean? Luke Cage? No, Lucas Gage. Oh, I'm sorry. He's an actor from a show called Euphoria. These are all foreign words to me. It's an HBO show. Very popular. Um, He. Oh, the one with uh, Zendaya? Yeah. Oh, okay. He was doing a Zoom audition, as we do now in these COVID-y, quarantine-y days. True that. And as he was preparing, uh, you know, he's on. Tell me he pulled a tube and. No, oh, he okay. did not. But there was an error on somebody's part. The director is British. Um, I just throw that in not to be nationalist, but it's important. Okay. The Brit, uh, the British director is, you know, be wherever he is watching on his Zoom, thinking that he is muted. So no, oh, no. Lucas Gage is about to. Uh, you know, do his audition. You see him like drop some his hair in the reflection, and all of a sudden you hear, you know, these these actors in these dreadful little apartments. Oh my lord! Look at how they have to live. And fucking, he heard him, and he goes like, "I mean, if you give me the job, I don't have to live in this four by four apartment. Like, I'm, I'm happy to take a job, so I don't have to live in this department apartment." And the guy was like, "Oh my god, I'm dreadfully embarrassed." And he's like, no, no, don't be just uh, like, I'll take the part. Wow. And then he posted it up online for people and people were like, what a dick. Well, got his back and shit like that. Good um, for him. It was crazy too, dude, because like, I don't know where his British per- director lives, but like the apartment that I saw behind the guy. Looked pretty nice probably. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, looked like my office and you know, but it was only just like living room. It was like a couch and fucking there's the tv flat screen and pretty decent side flat screen kids like fucking i don't know early 20s has doing a, all right banging apartment and this fucking director is like shitting on it so uh he his uh he went viral of course lucas gage goes viral after the director disses his apartment on zoom um and then a bunch of celebrities you know were like good for you lucas gage he called it a tiny apartment. Let me see the exact quote. A tiny apartment. Uh, la, 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 la. Posted an awkward video on Twitter and Instagram. PSA, if you're a shit-talking director, make sure to mute your shit on Zoom meetings, he wrote. That's awesome. Um, the man with the British accent says, these poor people live in these tiny apartments. It's like I'm looking at his background and he's got this TV and uh, 
And so imagine that he's got a TV. This this poor person has a television. And he's about to like continue to dismantle this dude's life. And Gage hears him and starts like like reacting to it. And Gage goes, "Yeah, I'm muted. I know it's a shitty apartment. That's why we uh, give me this job so I could get a better one. All right, ready." And then he goes into the read, and you hear the director say, "Oh my god, I'm so so sorry." And then he says, "Listen." I'm living in a four by four box. It's fine. Just give me the job and we'll be fine. Gage joked. Um, and then a bunch of people like were like getting us back and shit, including Wilmer Valderrama says, you're a class act. You're a class act. <laughs> he did in character. Of course he did. Onward. The director of Italy had an expiration date. It's the popular character Pez, the candy dispenser. Thank you very much. Uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger, the son of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. That's my boy. Oh, you know, it's incredible. He was the one with the wife, not the, the maid. Is that who he is? He's Maria Shriver's kid? Yeah. Um, he goes, I don't know how he reacted so well. LOL. Yeah, poor Patrick. I'm sure he's struggling to get his gigs, too. Auditioning in a 4 by 4 apartment. Oh, wait a minute. Musician Joe Jonas, the husband of Game of Thrones actress Sophie Turner, wrote, Handled like a champ. You know, while, we boys. While Mad Men star January Jones commented, Classy response, Lucas. What an entitled asshole. DM me who it was so I can make note not to ever work with that person. I'd like to DM January Jones. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that her fucking tweet was thirsty, but like, this is a young, handsome man. She's like, DM me. We can talk about that. Slide into my DMs. Is that what the kids say? Yeah. Uh, Dakota Fanning quipped, yeah, mute it. There you go. This kid will get work out of it. It'll be the best thing ever happened to him. And get this. They quote, and Oliver Hudson, the brother of Kate Hudson. Yes. Which right there, you're like, do you know him for anything other than being the brother of Kate Hudson? Oh, sure. What? Um, He was the lead in that sitcom. Mm -hmm. Shit. I never watched. It was on CBS. Uh-huh. But um, oh, was he in fucking How I Met Your Mother? No, and then, no. Then it doesn't. But matter. he was also. I know him from playing the manager of Hayden Panettiere's character in Nashville. I love that show, Nashville. I watched all the seasons of that. He was in that. You would know him if you saw him. Guarantee it. They have reduced him literally to Kate Hudson's brother. Yeah, Oliver Hudson, the brother of Kate Hudson, added, "This is amazing, man." Ha 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 ha. He's pretty good actor. Well, he's not a good tweeter. That Ollie Hudson. Not a great tweeter. That's a that's a terrible tweet. And I and this publication, who who wrote this article? How dare they? It's Yahoo. Yahoo. Um, that's the best poll quote you can know. Why don't you get on there? Make some noise. And Kevin then Smith. on top of it, because I don't weigh in on other people's lives. And then on top of it, you reduce this motherfucker to like the brother of Kate Hudson. Yeah. And when you know damn well, like Ralph said. He's a fine actor, is he? Yeah, he was very funny on that sitcom. The little that I saw of it. You don't remember the name of the sitcom? I don't. It was one of the CBS <laughs> family sitcoms. God damn it. Um, and, uh, hey, you've been following this Candace Cameron Burr. Oh, what's she doing now? I know she's she's one of the chosen people. She's religious, but this ain't about that. There's a picture of her and her husband. They're both Christian. And very. in the photo, he's got him hand. Him hand. <laughs> Him hand is on her breast. So he's got his arm around. Well, her. they're married. It's allowed. 
Right? Yeah. Whole fucking Christian world was like, what? The oh. Hell? How dare you? That's so sinful. That's so human and so and she, so marriagey. Yeah, she responded to the backlash by being like, I suck his dick. No, she didn't say that. But she said, <laughs> we're married. Like, fucking sex and marriage is nothing wrong with that. She says, this is part of what makes it's the only sex work. they'll let people have. Shut the fuck up about it. I know, right? Everyone's got to jump on her fucking dick. Get off her dick, man. God damn it. And finally, a little suggestion of what to watch. I just watched on Showtime, the Belushi documentary. Rules of Engagement. That was the name of a movie? No, Rules of Engagement was a sitcom that Oliver Hudson was in with my buddy Patrick Warburton. Oh, and David Spade. Yes. Wow. Deep cuts pull right there. Yeah. You got a picture of him? Yeah. Let me see. That looks like Kate Hudson's brother. <laughs> I've never seen that guy before. You've never seen him? Uh-uh. Uh, the John Belushi documentary, Belushi, on Showtime, will not... Nope. Nope. Have, not no, ringing a bell, huh? Ringing a bell. Hmm. Um, worth watching. Nothing... You won't learn anything new if you were as alive when I was alive. And from I know for a matter of fact you were alive when I was alive. I was indeed. But interestingly told, they do... Uh, basically, somebody did like a oral history book on him few years ago and this is the film version of that they just took the recorded conversations on tape oh and like put up footage so there's no talking heads you never see a talking head there's no actual sit down interview stuff with people but you hear everybody and that's it's like genius everybody who, that's clever yeah very cool and then they animated bits of it and shit so it was, it was cool it's it was like they did with brando remember when brando and they released those tapes of his yeah, and he was no. making his autobiography and they just rolled the tape and showed some pictures and footage and stuff it makes a lot of sense yeah it's a clever totally way to make worth, a doc worth watching but still fucking uh and i don't mean to get judgy and stuff but like i tell you man like when i was he died in 82 i was a huge fucking fan we all were um now years later uh, you know, years, 38 years since he passed away. Indeed. And then having just watched this documentary, which admittedly didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. Right. I always come back to this thought. Like, why? Come on, man. You couldn't put the fucking Coke down? Like, you had it all. You were funny and then the whole world loved you. I would kill for, like, just a little percentage of fucking his affability. The able, they called him America's guest. Yes. Because he could just fucking flop anywhere he wanted and stuff like that. Yes. That's, it's, and and maybe I'm a little less, like, I'm not, I'm certainly not saying I'm under, not understanding, but, like, a little more frustrated with it because I had an addict in my life who did rescue his own life. Mm -hmm. So I know it's fucking possible. It just frustrates me, man. We could have had that dude for years, decades. Yeah, but not everybody wants to be rescued or rescue themselves. Why? Well, I mean, addiction is a complicated disease, and it, its uh, its motivations are uh, psychological as well as physiological. And some people don't have the the wherewithal to fight that fight. He apparently did not. He was no. only like thirty two when he died. Yeah, Isn't that fucking crazy. And then um, you don't know who he was surrounded with and what his circumstances were. Sometimes there's people around those people who don't want them to stop and don't want the party to end and don't want the gravy train to pull over so his lady judy had like been like um i'm going to a psychiatrist i can't deal with your shit anymore so i'm not going to go with you to la to write this movie called noble rot that he was writing with don novello tv's guido sarducci right. father guido sarducci 
So he was in the Chateau Marmont pretty much by himself and like nobody really to protect him. Um, when, when opportunity meets obsession, sometimes bad things happen. Crazy shame. But there's nothing in the documentary that I'm like, oh my God, like that's fucking eye opening. Like all of it, I, I already knew at this point. And I'm, you know, I said that to Jennifer. I was, she was like, how was it? And I was like, it was good, but there was like literally nothing I didn't already know. And she's like, well, they didn't make it for you. Yeah. She's like, they made it for people who've never heard of them. Right. And I'm like, who hasn't heard of blue? And then I did the math. Anybody who wasn't alive 38 years ago. Right. Probably not overly familiar with him. Or may know his work a little bit, but don't know the the man. And this is is not virgin material. This isn't something that wasn't raked over and raked over for about a decade after his passing, where everybody was asking the question you're asking, why? And the interviews and the talking to his friends and family and everybody was looking for those answers. But do you remember how everyone gave Bob Woodward and wired such a hard fucking time where they're like, oh, and Dan Aykroyd was like, a a genius war on you and stuff. Yeah. That's literally the story in this documentary. Yeah. Like, it's this. there's no different. It's not like, well, Woodward said this one thing that turned out not to be true. Interestingly enough, in the documentary, they don't like get into the Kathy Smith of it all and hmm. that she shot him up, that she was even there or anything like that. Um, but worth a watch, man. Um, and it reminded me of like this crazy, heady time. I had this thought, you know, Saturday Night Live came out of like a, you know, cultural revolution of the 60s. Yes. That closely resembles what's going on now. Something huge and funny is coming. Ain't gonna be from us because we're old men. Yeah, it's gonna be from young, brave fucking people. But something Saturday Night Live big is gonna happen in comedy. I think in the wake of all this stuff, gotta be right. I would um, disagree solely because we don't live in that world anymore. The, the zeitgeist of having a cultural entertainment phenomenon, I believe those days are over. You didn't watch Tiger King? You didn't watch The Crown? You didn't watch Queen's Gambit? I didn't watch Crown, though. But those are all pretty much... Yeah, but those were just... not... They didn't make Saturday Night Live level impacts on the culture. Those were shows that people talked about and said, oh, you should watch that when you get a chance. But you're talking about something that's going to rock the comedy world. There's too many outlets now there's too it, there's too much boutiquing of all the different ways people digest their entertainment i think for anything to have the impact that a show on one of the three networks had back in the, the day only three networks back in the day when all eyes were focused here here or here the impact that those events had on us I think will never be replicated simply because there's no cultural touchstones anymore where everybody's watching the same thing at the same time. We'll fucking see. It's going to leave it there. Fair enough. We'll I mean, fucking see. But that, you could be right. that's the truth about all things, isn't it? Really? Um, we'll see. And I, I also feel like everything shattering into boutiques um, is uh, good for me. I'm definitely a boutique. Brand. it's good for creators sure but uh yeah something there's something that we'll never see again from our childhood which is like a show as big as mash right a something that crosses big. over generationally racially just in general those big event types of things especially when it comes from television i think 
those days are gone because and Ada, don't forget by the fact that like you said there's the only three channels yeah sure like somebody can make modern day roots but they'd be like it'd be just as good oh i gotta get to see it what is it on stars yeah, yeah. i don't have that but i'll get it i'll get around to it yeah, yeah. versus if you didn't watch it you were out of the conversation everyone in their asses in chairs appointment television to be part of a a, a communal thing that we all did together that everyone was talking about the next day. So if that's never going to return, the future is this fractured boutique fucking entertainment system. How do we surf it? How do we ride it? How do we, like, we knew the old entertainment formula. Even if you're outside it, you're like, all right, this is what you do. You get in and then you do this and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So now you got to stop shitting on TikTok because that is the way in. Look, obviously they got 100 million people watching people dance to songs and stuff. I get that. Could but, you imagine, dude? Think about, think about Christopher Nolan made the Dark Knight. Dark Knight, the Dark Knight. I was gonna go for the other one, but the Dark Knight. Let's go for that. Okay. And it made a, over a billion, but it made at least a billion dollars. Right. So, in order to get to that, that's the average ticket price is ten bucks. How many tickets you gotta sell to make a billion? I was told there was wasn't going to be any math. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, my point being a lot, a lot. My point being, I don't know what my point was. Here's my point too with subscribers when they ever quote those numbers. Mm-hmm. When you say ticket sales for Dark Knight, people paid their money, they got their ticket, and they watched something. Right. Being a subscriber of someone doesn't always necessarily mean you're watching the stuff that they do. It's also free, right? You clicked on a free box that said subscribe and I'll let you know when my new dance drops. And you do that. And when you get that notification, maybe you don't go and watch. You know, I think it's a different uh, um, quantitative measurement that isn't comparable to a lot of other things in entertainment, like ticket sales or viewers of the Nielsen box. I mean, if you're that TV's on and you're watching that program, they can actually quantify that. Subscriptions are weird. Because it means you're on board, but doesn't necessarily mean you're watching. Doesn't 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 mean you're getting. Yeah, you're not taking it into your brain in any way necessarily. A uh, hundred million followers. Yeah. How many votes did Joe Biden get in the election? Uh, seventy-two. Seventy-two. Seven, yeah, seventy-seven million, I think. So this chick could be the president. Well, again, voting means you actually went in and you put down your ticket and you picked your guy. This would be like, well, 77 million people said they were going to vote for him, but we're not really sure how many people actually turned up to the, to the, to the election booth. You know, it's a weird, it's a weird phenomenon, that number. It's, it's weird- like, for example, I don't know how many people you follow on Twitter, for example. I follow a bunch. If I find somebody interesting or funny, I'll follow them because I'm looking forward to seeing the next thing that they say. But I don't see all their tweets. I don't right. see everything that they put out. Just because I'm following them doesn't mean I actually get what they're dispensing all the time, right? So even with the best of intentions, sometimes you're not actually getting the uh, the, the thing that they're creating, whoever that may be. It is a, um, it's a different business than what we entered. Very much so. And we're holding on like fucking, but like people on a, fucking bronco Who well like you bronco? said i think guys like you and to a lesser extent of course me benefit from this new world where if you can just 
open your own boutique. You don't have to work at the supermarket anymore. You can have a mom and pop grocery store on the corner and you can do well enough to keep the lights on and to make a nice living. It's it's better for the creators. Agreed. To to have to to be more accepted of having a little slice of an audience versus having to have a hit show on a major network in order to sustain your career. Those that's not necessary. There used anymore. to be only one formula in now, right. many ways in. Yeah. Uh, there it is, folks. We fucking uh we chit chatted the headlines. We gave you headlines. Boy, did we. We gave you head, gave you head, gave you headlines. <laughs> uh we'll see you next week, man. For Gimme Headlines, I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Go get yourself some head. Give me head, give me head, give me headlines, and give me head. This podcast has been produced exclusively for members of that Kevin Smith Club.com.